0: All right, Shabbosai. Good, e- good evening. Good morning. Good morning. Let us begin. Begin by thanking all of our sponsors for this morning. Share to thank our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Chashvan, Stephen Terry Zinn, for dedicating all the Shulman Roshels this month in memory of Steve's father, Bonim Tzvi Ben Chaim Lea soul as the Schuss for her daughter Ilana Bas Esther and for all of those wounded in Eretz Yisrael. Yonason and Rachel Wolf for a complete and lasting refuah for a fall Yitzchak Baruch ben Eliezer. Jerry and Sarah in the Schuss for their grandson, Sechari Yadol ben Parol Shira, Azrael and Iris Miller, Azrael and Iris Miller in the Schuss of the Holy Soldiers of the IDF and the Merit of our brothers and sisters in Eretz Yisrael. Dafyomi, Dafyomi sponsorship today, Jacob Blumenfeld, in honor of the amazing accomplishment of a very special person in being Messiah Messech Eskidushin and Sadrin Ashim. Okay, doesn't identify who the very special person is, but uh, as long as uh, as long as he knows and the intended person knows, then Baruch Hashem a, a, a Mazel Tov, a Mazel Tov to this incredibly special person, and as, as well as a Mazel Tov to all of us. Emeritz Hashem, upcoming Sium by the way, opportunity a week from this, Monday Shabbos, November eighteenth. I don't know the time we put out to save the date, uh, eight o'clock. Eight fifteen, the Mir was going to be a beautiful seum, an uplifting seum. Again, hopefully, more information to follow about that today. And I again, I've, I've neglected to mention it. I've neglected to mention it over the last couple of days. But as I put out on erev Shabbos, we are dedicating this masechta in memory of Master Sergeant Elio Michal Harush, um, who I, I, I mentioned on Shabbos. Um, he was one of the first police officers killed in Steerot. And we had the opportunity to meet his wife, uh, an incredible, incredible woman. And the truth is, I'll send out, uh, there's a, we have a short video from our trip about the, just the interview. She spoke to the group for a couple of moments. She's absolutely um, just the, may, may, cut from a different cloth, as they say. And uh, and Sergeant Harush was someone who valiantly fought against the Hamas terrorists before anyone knew what was going on. And they say there's no doubt that his actions saved thousands of thousands of people within the city of Sderot. So really, a tzaddik who died, who died al-Kiddush Hashem. And, you know, we're all looking to know, like, things that we could do for our brothers and sisters in Eretz Yisrael. So actually, you know, on the on the way back or by motz or most from their time we're talking about that we should dedicate Meseches Baba Kama in his memory. So we started a WhatsApp chat with uh, with Mrs. Harush and just telling her that Baruch Hashem that there are shuls that are dedicating their learning, that they are dedicating their learning to her husband. And her reaction has been um, so incredible, so incredible. She's not interested in other things, but the fact that there are Jews six thousand miles away providing or concerned with providing an aliyah for the neshama of her husband is something that she feels is a chizik for herself and for her children. So we should hope that in the merit of our Torah, that this precious Jew's neshama should have an aliyah. He died al-Kiddush Hashem, so the truth is, a person who dies al-Kiddush Hashem ascends right to the Kisiyah covid. Should be a meal for his mishpacha in our Torah. Should not only propel his neshama, but a but Yosha should be a chizik for his mishpacha as well. So with that, let us begin with a lot to do today A really incredible daf ahead of us today Today's daf is daf hey We are picking up Emirat HaShem on Dalit Amud Bey's 7B uh, Sorry, 4B, 4B And we are picking up Emirat HaShem Tani Rabbi Chiyah. So we are picking up, it is 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 11 lines up in the bottom So to just to orient ourselves a little bit So if you remember again, in our Mishnah We had Arba Avos Nazikim Four primary categories of damages Rebbe then highlighted that there were 13 categories of Nezikin. There are 24 categories of Nezikin. Now I will say, now remember again, based on what we said yesterday, what does it mean when we talk about that there's all these categories of Nezikin? So remember, what they're counting, so to speak, as primary categories of Nezikin, is pretty much wherever the Torah itself D- explicitly discusses damages or responsibility for damages, they're calling that a primary category. So, Abhijia said this 24. What makes up the 24? So, first of all, we'll say, so obviously everybody's building on each other. So, remember again, he's got the 13 of Raboshia, right? Which is the four of the Mishnah, and then another nine of Raboshia. And now, watch this, including in that he has in Tashlume Keitel, the double payment for stealing an object, Tashlume Arbeve Four and five times payment for when you for when you steal an ox or a sheep. Because remember again, these are all cases where halachalamaisi, so you've done something wrong and there's compensatory damages that have to be paid. Ganov, Gazlon. So, once I saw again, Rashi goes through all of these. If you look at Rashi for just a moment, Rashi says over here, first wide line. Rashi says, Tashlume kefel. when do you pay double payment? If you steal something, and then you are found. But when, as you stole an item, is found with you, you have to pay kifel. Tashlumi arbe de hamisha is a case again where you steal an ox or a sheep. You steal it, you sell it, or you slaughter it. Right? Ganav or ganav. Rashi says the ganav. atzmo karen So also the case of a ganav is where a person steals, admits that they stole, and then they repay. But remember again, if you admit that you stole, you don't have to pay careful, you don't have to pay double, 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 but rather again, you just pay Karen. You just pay principal. So that's the case of Ganov. Gazlon, Rashi says over here, third wide line. Nami afu Okay, so I'm we'll say, so again, a gazlon, a gazlon, remember the difference between a Ganov and a gazlon, is a Ganov steals surreptitiously, so and a gazlon is a bit more, uh, a bit more brazen. A bit more brazen. So again, Gazlan, the Edim Zomim. So I remember again, Edim Zomim. Halacha may again, mm-hmm. witnesses testify that they saw, you know, is steal from Shimon uh, and hundred dollars. And it turns out that again, imano hayisem. We don't discredit that they're lying. We just discredit. Oh, we, we discredit them and that they're lying. But we discredit them by lying by telling them you could not have witnessed the event. You claimed to witness because you were with us. So remember again, they have to pay reciprocal punishment, Edim Zommin, Ones, a man who violates a woman. Mefata, a man who seduces a woman. So i will say here there are financial penalty penalties. Moti Shemra. moti Shemra is a man who marries a woman and then after the marriage claims that she was not a Basula. She wasn't a besula. V'ha So i will say metameh is actually interesting. This is someone who intentionally makes someone else's true motemeh. So I, I have a friend who was a coin, or he used to be my friend, right? And, and then what happens, we, we have a little bit of a falling out. And I decide, you know what, I'm going to get him. His truma. I, make his, I, make, I make his truma tame. And I drop just a little sherets right into that pile of truma. Now his truma is Or midamea. So we'll say so midama. So midama actually says so up here someone who kind of does the same type of thing but I'm in the reverse. So instead, I have a Yisrael former friend who I'm looking to really give it to. So what do I do? I drop a little bit of truma into his we'll say That's the problem. The problem is truma is not bottle, right? So, <coughs> therefore, again, once it gets mixed into his schulen, essentially he can no longer eat his schulen. Okay? Vahaminaseh. Naseh is I take someone's wine and I use it as a libation for Avoldazara. Right? Chasa shalom. So, I will say, so again, so these are Vahani Tlesar. So, I will say, so remember again, so now I have all of these plus, plus the previous 13 of Raboshia. So, the Gemara says, Ha Esenva so now we have 24 avos nazikin, 24 primary categories of damages. So the University of Rabbi Oshia, my time at so, I say, so again, so okay, all all, all makes sense. Although, although we are going to see what's interesting about some of these Ravosai is as follows. Remember, in the world of payment, we're gonna talk about this in just a moment, there's two different types of payments you can make. There's what's called Mammon and there's Knas. Right? Mamon means financial payment. Knas means penalty payment. Knas is not Mamon. Kinas a penalty is something just an objective amount that the Torah decided you have to pay that is not necessarily related to compensatory damages versus Mamon, which is which is there's a valuation. It's compensatory damages. So we'll get into that in just a little bit. But the point the makes over here is Riboshia, my time with I don't understand. But we thought Raboshia was great with his 13 categories. Why doesn't Raboshia subscribe to Rebichia's twenty-four categories, right? Why not go? Why, 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 why doesn't he hold like this? To which the Gemara says it's very simple. So the Gemara says, tani, khamari, Here it is. Because we'll say, Raboshia was only counting cases of mamon; he wasn't counting cases of Knas, of penalty payments. So we'll say, "So how do in general in halacha? How do you know Knas a Knas payment and, and, a, and, a, and, a, and, a, and a mamon payment?" KNAS payment is usually fixed, and is doesn't take into regard the parties involved. The parties involved, as opposed to a mamon payment, where there's a valuation. Mamon often also has different buckets of payment, as we saw in yesterday's daf. So the gemara says, "We can also Fine. Ganav a mamona who listening. But one second, not everything in that list is knas. So when you go back, for example when you go back and you look at that and you look at that list I will say so definitely there could be things on here that are that are that are knas. for example mifata, right mefata a man seduces or violates a woman there the Torah provides an objective amount that the seducer or violator has to pay to the father of the girl irrespective of who she is of who he is of the circumstances that's a knas that's a knas that's a knas but let's say Ganov or Gazlon, when you steal something and then you have to pay, right? Bepashtos, that's not Knaz, that's not Knaz, that is Mamo, that's compensatory damages. So why doesn't Rebosheh at least include that? To which the Gemara says, he does. HaKatanilei Vahashoel. He does talk about Ganov and will when, say when does, when does Rebosheh talk about theft? Remember again, in Raboshia's categories, what did he include? He included a Shomer chinam, right? An unpaid custodian, and a Shoal, and a borrower. He also, he also included a paid custodian. Rabose, included in those categories is what? Okay. Liability for theft. Now, now not, not for a Shomer chinam, but for a Shoal and for a Socher, right? For a, for a, shawel, for a, for a borrower, or for a Shomer Socher, for a paid custodian, there is liability for theft. So he does include that, he just doesn't call it theft. Okay. Rabbi Nami HaTanalei. Rabbi Nami Hashom Chinam Vashol. So I will say, so ultimately, Rabbi why doesn't he include the cases ultimately? So I'm sorry, Rabbi if that's the case, so remember, I will say, Rabbi is building Raboshia. So now what you just told me is, when Raboshia talks about the cases of a Shomer Sacher, or a Shomer Chinam, or a Shoel, that includes, that, that includes Ganov and Gazlon. If that's the case, then why does Chia need to mention them explicitly, right? In other words, if Shom Rechina and Shoel includes the cases of theft, fine. Then remember again, Chia is building on Raboshia. So why they need to mention theft independently? So the Gemara says once again, okay. So you already have Shom Rechina and Shoal because you're building on Raboshia's list. And you're telling me now that those cases include theft. If that's the case, why the need to include Ganov and Gazlon? To which the Gemara says, Tani mamona behetera, mamona be'isura. Because both say, it's interesting. Rabbi Chia is trying to be mechalic, is trying to distinguish between cases where money came to your hand legally, versus cases where money came to your hand illegally. What, what does this mean? See, I will say, in the case of a shomer, whether it's a paid custodian, an unpaid custodian, a borrower, a renter, in those cases, the object in question came to your hand in a permitted way. Now, obviously, if it's stolen, then there's liability. That's different than the case of Ganov and Gazlon, where what, where what? Where ultimately, again, the object came to your hand in a prohibited fashion, right? You never had any rights. You never had any rights, ultimately, again, to go ahead and have it. So I will say, so just, again, so it's interesting, it kind of turns out that according to Trabichiyah, you may actually have some level of redundancy in cases, but L'Naysa, because they're in different ways, they're mechanistically different, one is a heter case, so to speak, and one is an iser case. He reckons them both. Interesting. Okay. So goes later. Good. Tap of tap of hay. Tap of hay. Five a. Edim zommin. Timamono my mono listening? Suppose say so. Remember again, we're, we're still focused on a simple question over here, which is Rabbi Yosia had thirteen cases, right? Which were the four of the Mishnah. Plus an additional nine. Rabbiya ultimately again has twenty-four cases, which were the fourteen cases of Raboshia, an additional ten. So, I'll say, so now we're trying to figure out why doesn't Raboshiah have the additional cases of Rabbihiya? That's our question. So first answer we gave, first answer we gave is that Raboshia was really only focused on Mammon and ultimately again not Knas. Not Knas. He was only counting cases of where we're dealing with actual like compensatory damages, and not penalty payments. Okay, so then remember, just to follow the flow. So the Gemara said, I said, what about Gazlon? What about Ganav and Gazlon? Right, theft cases, that's Mamon, that's not Knas. To which the Gemara answered, you're right, Raboshia actually did include those cases. He just didn't call it of in gazlan What did he call it? What did he call it? Shomer Chinon, Shomer Socher. He called those custodial cases. Because in custodial cases, again, depending on the custodial case, there will be liability for theft. Fine. So now the Gmar asks, again, Raboshiah, what about Idim Zomen? Why don't you why didn't you include the case of Edim Zomimin? Now I will say, why? Because Edim Zomimin is a case of Mamon. Now this is actually very interesting. So I'll say, now remember again, what's the penalty? What's the penalty of Edim Zomimin? right? Reciprocal punishment. Whatever the Edim Zomimin wanted to try to do to the person they're testifying about, that's what we do to them. So the Gemara says, that's a Mamon case. Look at Rashi. Edim Zomindamamon, who is <laughs> actually interesting. V'cholam Shalom Yosar, al-menas, al-menas shehesei, k'igon keithal, tashlumi arba v'chamisha, karik knas, kilil kamon, pach pirkin, u'kigon koldavar katsov ha-omr bat-tore, k'igon chamishim sha-onis, u-mifateh, u-meyesha mozi shemra, kudu so we'll say, This is very interesting. So Rashi says, what is the definition of kinas? The definition of kinas, he says, is twofold. Either, either, whenever you have to pay more than what you've damaged. So the paradigmatic example of that is, I steal Rubain's sheep, and I slaughter it and sell it. So what's the halacha? I have to pay, I have to pay five times the value of what I stole. So Rashi we'll says, that is not mamon. That is not mamon. That's knas. That, right, that, that clearly is like, a, that's a slap. Right? That's a patch. I'm so that's a penalty payment. However, we'll say, oh, or or as he, as he mentioned over here, when it's a fixed payment, a man violates a woman, there is a 50 silver piece penalty payment that you have to pay. That, it's fixed. It's fixed. It doesn't take into account who the parties are. Anything that's either inflated or fixed, ultimately, again, that's a knas. But anything I say, that is reflective of that which was actually perpetrated, that's mamon. So, for example, Edim Zomimin, where Allah called you the Eidim have to pay exactly what they did, or they suffer the punishment of what they did, that's called mamon. Okay? So, if it's mamon, if Eidim Zomimin is mamon, then at the end of the day, Raboshia, why didn't you include it in your list? To which the Imam says, So, Rabbi Akiba. Because ultimately, again, he holds a kabi Akiba, the like, Amar al cannot pay based on their own admission. Based on admission. Right, so a lot of stuff being our mishloki Rashi, several like Rabbi Akiva. makus zomin In there's another interesting aloha by knas. What's the interesting aloha by Kinas? If you admit it, you're, you are freed from liability. What we call Modi by knas potter. So let me just illustrate this in a simple way. I stole revenge sheep. I go ahead and I slaughter it and I sell it. So now I have a five-time penalty payment hanging over me. If I show up in Bazin and I say, I stole the sheep, I did this, I did this, or say, I am potter from the knas. This concept of Molde knas Pater. So watch this. So Edim Zomamin, Rabbi Akiva holds, who heals Edim Zommin that if witnesses admit in Beisdin that they could, either one of two cases, either that they were made Edim in a different Basin, but ultimately the Basin never had the opportunity to carry out punishment, or that they admit that they could not have seen what they saw because they were somewhere else, they don't have to pay the payment, the, the Edim Zommin payment, which shows you that what? Any time you admit something, and your admission, your admission, your admission, patters you, exempts you. What does that show you? What are we dealing with? A knas. So I we'll say. So therefore, again, with you're suggesting other is Rabbi Yosia, who holds that edim Zomen who admit liability are freed from liability, which shows that what edim Zomen are a knas. Oh, and if edim Zomen are a knas, then what? The Raboshia is not reckoning knas cases. He is only going ahead and focusing on mamon cases. Incredible, incredible. So the gemara says, fine. Well, oh, one second. If so let's go back. Right, so fine. Rabbi <clears throat> got this. if, so if Rabbi you're holding the like Rabbi Akiva. Then one second. Rabbi in yesterday's daf. Rabbi Akiva made a different distinction. Rabbi Akiva said, listen, trei shar. Rabbi Akiva's world view, There are actually two different cases of shar. What are the two different cases of shar? Listne shar da azik shar, but listne shar da azik adam. will say Rabbi Akiva splits the cases of shar hamazik, of damaging acts into two categories. There's the case of a shar that damages another shar, and there's the case of a shar that damages a person. So we'll say, so remember, Oshia doesn't make that distinction, right? Raboshia just has the case. Ultimately again of Shar. So I was well say, what you want to just try to do is remember just to follow the flow. Raboshia 13 cases, Rabihia 24 cases. We're just wondering why, why Raboshia is not on board with Rabihia's 24 cases. Excuse me. Answer number one: simple answer. raboshia has a lot of KNAS cases. And Rabbi, Rabbi, uh, sorry, Rabbi Chia has a lot of uh, Kness cases. Rabosha is only counting mamon cases, not Kness cases. Ah, what about Gan of Gazlun? That's a Mahon. He's got Gan of Gazlun. Where does he have it? It's under the Shomrim cases. Right? Under, again, Shomachinim, Shomer Good. What about Edim Zomimin? Right? That's a mamon case. He holds that like Rabbi Akiva by idim Zolman, that Edim Zomen who admit liability are exempt from liability. Anytime you admit liability and exempt liability, that's not mamon, that's knas. Okay. okay, you hold like Rabbi Akiva, well, by shar, Rabbi Akiva has two categories of liability. Rabbi Akiva has liability of sure that damages a shar and sure that damages a person. So why don't you include those two categories yeah. in your listing? This none, Rabbi Akiva Omer Af tam ba'adam nezek shalim. Rabbi Akiva holds that even a tam, right, even a tam, a first-time offender that damages a person is going to pay complete. Is going to pay nezek shalim. It's going to be nezek shalim. To which the Gemara says, Rabbi <laughs> Akiva so we'll say, here's the problem. Rabbi Akiva himself undid, undid, or shattered. Literally, again, that very statement. Why? You might have thought that even a Tam, we'll say, remember again, a Tam is a first-time offender animal. Even a Tam that damaged a person, maybe should pay from the best property. Min means from the best property. Tamud Lomar, So we say, the Pasek one, talking about liability, Ultimately, again, says kamishpat hazay lo. lo, and Abikiv understands that means migufo from the body of the damaging animal. That's liability is ultimately. say this is a this is a bigger discussion. We, we we touched on it. I don't remember if it was yesterday or on Sunday, but we touched on this concept that in general, right? Is there a cap on damages? In other words, is there such a concept? then maybe, maybe damages are capped at the value of the damaging animal, or no, Damages are damages, and even if they exceed the value of the damaging animal, the damager still has to pay. So, again, that's embedded. We're going to get to all of this in Mirat Hashem, but the point is, Rabbi Akiva himself seems to contradict and undo his own shita. Because at first, ultimately, again, Rabbi Akiva says, even a tam, right, that damages a person is going to have to pay nezek Shalem, complete damages, and he says, ultimately, again, Bemosar. Bemosar means even if those damages exceed the value of the damaging animal. And then on the bright side, Rabbi Akiva contradicts himself seems to mute that position and says no that a time that goes ahead you might have thought that a time that damages a person should have to pay min aliyah from the best property even if it exceeds the value of the damaging animal Talmud Lomar Ya'aselo Migufo Mishalim Ve'eino Mishalim Minaliyah ultimately again, and again, we'll, say, we'll discuss this, but it seems to be according to Rabbi Akiva that damages are capped at the value of the damage. Again. But we'll talk about that. So, we'll say, so again, we're still going back there. So we'll say, this is interesting. This is interesting. So now the we're still, remember, the good thing about Baba Kamo is that we're really, we, we, we pick up on a question and literally again, we just don't let it go. Right? In other words, we, they, they, oh, as you've seen over the last couple of days, pretty much each blot is really dedicated to the resolution of one question. So here we're hyper focused. Raboshia, you only counted 13 categories. Rabbi Chiyah has 24 categories. Why don't you agree with the categories of Rabbi Chiyah? So remember again, suppose I say the Gemara given an overarching answer. The overarching answer is Rabbi Chia. Included a lot of cases of knas, or penalty payments. And Rabbi Oshio is not counting penalty payment cases. He's only counting mamon cases. Fine. So, now watch this. What about the case of Ones, Mephata, Mosi Shemra? So, remember again, Ones is the case of a man who violates a woman. Mefata, Mefata is the man who seduces a woman. So, in both of these cases there is a 50 shekel penalty, 50 silver piece penalty that is paid to the father of the girl and Motishim say, is the man who marries a woman and then after they are married and consummate the marriage, the husband claims that his wife was not a besula. So we'll say in that case, remember the case of Motishim was where it turns out he's lying, he's lying, then there is a 100 shekel, a 100 silver piece penalty that is paid. So the Gemara says, these are cases of Mamon, these are cases of Mamon. So say now it's interesting, that the Gemara says these are cases of mamon, right? Beforehand, the Gemara was using these cases as examples of knas. Why would they be cases of knas? Why fixed amounts, right? Fixed amounts, irrespective of who we're talking about. So, we'll say. So, look at Rashi. This is actually quite interesting. Rashi says over ones umefate de Rashi says kesef levat Habe knas. So this is actually very interesting. In these cases, where a man violates a woman, or seduces a woman, or even Motsi Shem, Rabbi will say, there are other damages that are paid. So for example, Rabbi will say, in the case of a man who violates a woman, you can have physical injury. So whenever there's physical injury, again, there's nezek, there's damages. There could be ripui, there could be doctor's bills. So there are other buckets of damages. In the case of mefateh, man who seduces a woman, or moti shemra, there's boshas, there's humiliation. So interestingly enough, I will say, whereas the primary payment for ones mefateh, and moti shemra is a fixed knas amount, that is true, but included in, but it's also possible that there are other monetary damages that come along with this as well. Because remember, we're going to both say, when you get into Nezek, damages, repoint, doctor bills, boshas, humiliation, these are subjective amounts, which, ma- which makes it mamon, which makes it mamon. So the Gemara says again, Saboshia, you should include these categories because although the fixed amount is a knas, the other damages involved are mamon, to which the Gemara says, so listen, man So the Gemara says, let's analyze this, man Le, so it's tanile. So we'll say so again. So the Gemara says, the truth is, Rabashia already mentioned it. How did he mention it? If you're talking about nezek damages, Rabashia spoke about nezek. If you're talking about tsar pain and suffering, tanile. Raboshia spoke about tsar. e If you're talking about humiliation, tanile. Ultimately, again, so I'll so we'll say. Remember again, Raboshia mentioned all of these categories. He mentioned nezek, tsar. Repoy. He discussed all of these things. So the Bible says, I pegam, I pegam, Ultimately, it literally means like a depreciation, right? That a person's reputation has taken a hit. Hainu <inaudible> nazak. Ultimately, the same thing is nazak. Ma yislecha So again, the point I was making over here is, remember, Rav did discuss all of these things. He discussed the different categories of damages. So the only thing left to discuss, ma yislecha le <inaudible> So the only thing left is to talk about the actual kinas payment, ultimately of one's, as we said before, ultimately, Raboshia is not talking about Kinas. Good. So, successfully deflected the challenge. I, what about metame Timamonahu? So, I'll we'll say, what about the cases of? So, I'll we'll say, so now remember, three more cases in Rabiqiya's listing. We're asking, why didn't Raboshia include these? Which cases? metame So, i remember again, Metame is the case I go over to my friend's Truma and I make it Tame. I go ahead and I go over to my friend's Khulin. I mix in some truma. Menasech, I make my friends' wine. Yayit nasech, idolatry wine. So the Gemara says, all of these cases are mamon, are mamon, mamon listening. So why doesn't Rabbi Oshia include these cases? They both say, here's what's interesting. So look at Rashi just a moment. Medama, ma'arev truma imchulon shalcha beiro, tahashtamaz bin le'bezol lefin she'yokhala ochla elakoyin. They both say, now, when you make something, now, obviously, Truma, to, so when you make truma tome, so we'll say, then obviously the loss is clear. What's the loss? What can you do with truma tomei? What do you do with truma Burn it. Burn it. Not the kids do anything with it. So that, so, we'll say, so that, that's a complete loss. That's a complete loss. Medameh, we'll what do you do if I go over to my Israel friend's produce and I mix in some truma? So, we'll say, so now what could he do with that mixture? What could he do with the mixture? He can sell it to a coin. But because a coin knows that the seller, right, the Yisrael seller can't do anything with it, what is he going to do? He'll buy it, but he'll buy it at what? A very steep discount. So, therefore, there's a financial loss in that. And menasech, will say ultimately again, menasech, Rashi says over here, so remember again, menasech is also, menasech like metameh, is complete loss complete loss, right? Because now, anything that's of all those are, you can't get Hano'ah from it. So Rebo say, so these are all cases of Mamon. If they're cases of Mamon, so sorry, why don't you include it in your listing? Listing, so you want say, so Marav so say, watch this. Now here's what's interesting about Rebo say about this case. What's the common kind of denominator between, between Metame, Medame and Menaseich? Rebo say, it's what's called Hezek damage. Right, remember, again, you've changed the item, but externally, the item looks no different, right? You can't tell. You can't tell that the truma's tummy. You can't tell that the chulin has truma mixed into it, and you can't tell that this is now libational wine. Right? In other words, I must say this fascinating discussion. So, hezek she'ar is unrecognizable damage. Considered to be damaged in halacha or not. So the Gemara says, So if you hold that unrecognizable damage is still called nezek, then okay, Raboshia does have that included. Rabboshia says, Where is it included? It's included under the category ultimately of nezek. Says, and if you hold that unrecognizable damage is not damage, then I'm say if it's not damages, then what is it? Then what is it? It's Knas. And if it's Knas, then ultimately, as I said, Bafaraboshia is not including Knas in his listing. Incredible. Incredible. So let's we'll say, so let's go right there. Leimak <speaking> hasav rabichiyah, <in> hezek shen rekel o shmei hezek. It must be that rabichiyah holds that unrecognizable damage is not called damage. De'i shte'i shmei hezek hat chani leh nezek. So let's we'll say, so ultimately again, if, if at the end of the day, if at the end the it was called hezek, then why wouldn't he include it? To which the Gemara says, ta'na hezek de minkara, ta'na hezek de lo minkara. Ultimately again, because we'll say, now, the Gemara is talking about rabichiyah, Right, according to Avichia, So at the end of the day, it must be. Now we're switching gears just a second. It must be that Avichia holds Hezek shin or as shmei Hezek. Right, that unrecognizable damage is not called damage. It's not called nazar. Why? Because if it was called nazek, then at the end of the day, he would not have needed to mention these cases. Because remember, again, he's already included in the case of Roshia. In the case of Roshia, we already have the concept of Nezek, and these cases would be included. The fact that Rabbi Chiyah felt the need to explicitly articulate these cases of metame, Medameh, Minaseh, indicates to us that he holds Hezek She'on is Losh Mezek. Unrecognizable damage is not damage. These cases are... Knast cases, and Raviqiya is including them because they are Knast cases. So the says, no, 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 not necessarily. Tane hazekah de minkara, the Tani hazekah de lo minkara. Well, not necessarily. It could very well be that Raviqiya is just choosing to highlight two different types of damages. He highlights recognizable damage and unrecognizable damage. So remember again, he's building on the categories of Reboshia. So in the categories of Reboshia, you have the concept of Nezek. Nezek refers to recognizable damage. And then he includes all of these other cases. Why? Because they are cases of unrecognizable damage. Okay, beautiful. Bishno el so, I'll say, so fine. So, i say, so now, here we have it. So, I'll say, so now it turns out that we have three different models of counting the categories of damage. We have our Mishnah, four categories. We have Raboshia, 13 categories. And we have Rabichia, 24 categories. In Rabiqiyah and Raboshia, wherein lies the distinction? Very simply, Rabichia is including knas cases. Raboshia is not including knas cases. Beautiful. So I'll say, now that we have all of that, what's going to be the next question? Whenever you have a number, I'll say, right? Whenever you have a number. So numbers do two things, right? Number one, number one, they include. Number two, they exclude. So including, I know, because remember again, each particular opinion includes the listing of what they are including. Now the shaila is going to be, what are they excluding? So watch this, it's fascinating. So I'll say our Tana, which means our Mishnah. Our Mishnah, four categories the t- of so Tana done, minyana So we'll say, our Tana includes his number, ultimately, again, to go ahead and, to go ahead and exclude raboshia. Right, that ultimately, again, as we saw in yesterday's daf, So in yesterday's daf, ultimately, again, our Tana rejects the count of raboshia. Fine, raboshia, minyana And I will say, Rabbi Oshia's number, does what? Excludes Rabbi Chia? That's what we just said before. Remember again, specifically, what is he excluding in Rabbi Chiyah? What is he excluding? All of the knas cases. But I must say, however, El Amirant Rabbi Interesting. So Rabbi Chiyah. you've got 24 categories of Neziken. So now I know what you're including. You're including Mamon, you're including knas. you're including recognizable Hezek, unrecognizable Hezek, I got all that. What are you excluding? What are you excluding? What are you excluding? I will say, you know, it's interesting, it's a good, good Musa Haskell that, right? A number includes and excludes. I will say, in life, in life, there's like two buckets. There are the things that you stand for and the things that you repudiate. Now, the challenge is, very often in life, people like to define themselves by what they're not, right? I'm not this, I'm not this, I'm not this, I'm not this, because defining yourself by what you're not is much easier than defining yourself through what you are, right? So in life, I have to be able to identify what do I stand for, right? What are the values I have? Who, who am I in a positive fashion? That's the minyana, right? Here's the listing of things that, that are me, right? Here are the values. Here are the, right? Here are the values that I stand for. Now let's say, but you also have to have the things that you reject, right? That I don't allow for this. I reject this. I repudiate this. I take a stand against this. This say, so is, isn't it like we, we see this happening, right that you see this happening. It's, it's in so, you know, I saw the most overwhelming article yesterday that there is now a coalition of universities. under the leadership of, uh, of, of Yeshiva University, they've created a coalition of universities that are safe haven for Jews. A coalition of universities that are safe haven for Jews to happen to, I think most of them are Catholic universities. Right, <laughs> safe, safe haven for Jews. Let's say, do you understand what that means? Do you understand what that means? That means that, means that our society, America, our society, college campuses, have lost sight of, of, of a value system that people can't, that universities lack the backbone. Lack the backbone. To go ahead, to go ahead and say anti-Semitism doesn't have a place on a college campus—that you cannot harass Jews—that you know. say. Remember again, if it was any other minority, right, right? If it was the African American community, if it was the Muslim community, everybody would be all over this stuff, right? Like no, there'd be statements that Jews, Jews could be harassed, right? Jews. And by the way, it's a wake-up call. Because if any Jewish family contemplates sending their child, right, to a secular university, I will say, to a secular university, be careful where your dollars go. Be careful where your dollars go. (laughs) And be careful that you are not supporting active anti-Semitism in its ugliest, raw form. See, I say, people can't even repudiate evil. Right? You saw this. They can't even repudiate Hamas. They can't even repudiate barbarism. They can't even repudiate anti-Semitism. That's what Gershom is teaching us. If you can't take a stand, you have, to t- you have to learn how to take stands for things, and you also have to learn how to take stands against things. If you can't stand up against evil, if you can't take a stand against things that are wrong, you're nothing. You're nothing. You are a waste of space and a waste of life. If you can't stand up when evil looks you in the face, then the truth is, you're just a two-legged animal. At the end, because animals also don't take stands, right? What happens when somebody comes into the grazing space of animals? I mean, I actually have no idea what happens, right? But (laughs) let me say, I would assume that, okay, whatever, the animal just moves on, right? Moves on somewhere else. There's There's another grazing space. Another grazing space. And i will say, if you can't take a step, and that's the Mishnah saying, right? The minyana, right? whenever there's a listing, listing says two things. I stand for this. This is what I believe in. But every number, every listing also has, and I reject this. And I reject this. That there has to be a coalition of universities for safe space for Jews? I was reading one of the comments in the articles. One of the comments in the articles, it says, this sounds like, this sounds like, once again, you know, there were righteous Gentiles who, who hid Jews? Who hid Jews? This is what we're up to? That in 2023, in 2023, we have to create a coalition of safe spaces? But it's what say, but that's what happens. When you have such a lack of a moral backbone that you can't stand up against evil, then at the end of the day, everything just becomes like this amorphous <laughs> blob of nothingness. And they'll say, where do we learn this from? This is it. The number says, I stand for this and I repudiate this. And if you're not able to repudiate negative things in this world, you're not a mensh. The Mishnah goes right there. And all from Rabbi who would have thought? Who would have thought, all from Rabbi So I will say, the number of Ravichiyah, what is Ravichiyah coming to exclude? So the we'll G'mrishnah says, So I will say, it's coming to exclude the case of Moser. case of we'll say Moser is someone who gives a Jew over to the government. And as a result of giving a Jew over to the government, then then Allah lemaisa, ultimately again it causes him to lose money. Mefagil is a kohen who goes ahead and has an erroneous intention in order to go and, and invalidates a karban. Invalidates a karban. So the I have a listening, so why, why not include these cases? So Rabbi this is what Rabbi is excluding. He's excluding Moser, which is again, one Jew hands another Jew over to the government, which is Aser, but in addition to being Aser, it can also cause a financial loss. So ultimately, again, he's not including that case. And Mephagel, a Kohen who makes a carbon piggle and thereby again renders it useless. So the owner would have to bring another carbon. I have a listening, so why not include those cases? So Bishlam, Mephagel, B'Kacham, Kamari. I understand Rabbi Chia doesn't bring in piggle. Why? Because Rabbi Chiyah is not dealing with carbonos. Ella Moser might time a lot honey, but why not bring in the case of Moser? Right? Why not bring in the case of Moser? Didibura. Because we'll the case of Moser is a case of Dibor. Remember again, how do you give over another Jew to the government? How are you doing that? No. Through, through speech. Through speech. And I will say again, Rabbi He is talking about actional cases, not just about cases where all there is is a verbal component. Okay? So we we'll must say, but that's not true. Mosi Shemra is a Dibor case. Right in Moses Shemra again the man the husband is making a claim against his wife that ultimately again she is not a Basullah, to which the Gemara says, Dibura di ispe maysa." No 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 remember, when is he making the claim? He's making the claim after they consummated the marriage. So there is a maisa. There is a maisa. I vaha you're including Aidim zomen. and Aidim zomen is a case of speech without action. Vikhatani hasam, the imara says, and it's included, Hasam Afagav Delesbe So we'll say Idim Zomin is interesting. Why? Because edim Zomin, even though there is no Maisa, there is no action by edim Zomin, the Torah calls their action an action. An action. Where Dhsiv kasherzomam la So at the end of the day, even though Allah you're right, Edim zoman is just deep, or it's just speech. But halach al the Torah calls it a maisa, therefore Rabbi Chia includes it. So I'll say, so again, so just to be clear, so essentially, we understand the mission is coming to exclude Rabbi Oshia. Rabbi Oshia is coming to exclude or reject the cases of Rabbi Chia. What is Rabbi Chia coming to exclude? So two cases. Number one, Mifagel, making a carbon pigle. If a makes a carbon pigle, that's not included in this. Why not? Because he's not dealing with kachim cases. And Moser. Why doesn't he include Moser? Because Moser is dibor, it's just speech. And Abichiyah is only including cases which ultimately, again, have an actional component. I. what about Edim Zolman? Edim Zolman doesn't have an actual component, it's the only speech. You're right, but the Torah calls it actional. Torah says, Lassos. Fine, beautiful. So goes right there. So we'll say, so remember again, our town and our Mishnah use Lushen of Avos. Avos means that what? That what? That there are toldos, that there are secondary cases as well. So the Gemara says, "El Rabbi Chia, Avos Michlal Diika Toldos." Toldos say in Maynihu, nihu, say, but here's the problem. According to Chia, which is the twenty four cases, so Rabbi Chia also used lashon of Avos. Avos makes it sound like that. What? That there are toldos. That there are toldos. So toldos sehen mai nihu. So Rebosei, at the end of the day, what are the toldos? What are out of these 24 kids, what are the toldos? So I'm Rabbi Avoh. Rabbi Avo says, you're right. Rabbi Chiyah, says doesn't use avos in the classical sense. Generally, avos means a primary category, which means what? that there's a secondary category as well. That's not how he's using Avos. He's using Avos in a different way to teach me. He says, Avos means said that in all of these cases, when you pay damages, you pay from the best of your property. So I will say, so it's interesting. When Rabbi Chia uses lotion of Avos, he doesn't mean Avos in that there are toldos as well. Rather, he means Avos ultimately to teach me that when I pay... I pay from the best property. Why? Because most in all of these cases, you have one of the following words. Tachas, Nesina, Yeshaleim, and Kasef. And those very same words are found in the context of damages, paying from Metav, paying from the best of your property. Beautiful. So the Gemara goes weiter. So we're recording now, next piece of the Mishnah. So we're again the Mishnah made, now remember, we're back to our Mishnah. We're back to our Mishnah. Arba, Avos, Nazikin, Shar, Ax and all of its you know tentacles, right? Bar pit mava mahlokis raven shmuel, is it Adam or is it shane? And have it, which is a fire. So remember again, the Mishnah said Lo harishakarei ma'avah. And my or What is the Mishnah saying? Amar Zikari, Amar zvid, Mishvayi derava. that's What it means to say? Lichtov rapana chada v'tisi idach minei. Mishnah saying you only have to write one of them, and you can learn the other one from it. So ha'da amar chada mi chada lo asiyah. Then the Mishnah says, No, no, no. When it comes to the arba'avas nazikin, you could not learn one out from the other. Fine. Zev zev shavah. So I'm sorry. Zev zev sheish ban ruachayim. I will say furthermore again. Shar and ma'ave. Shar and Mava both are living things. They both said, now remember, no matter how you come out on the Mave discussion, right? Whether Mava is shame or Mava is Adam, either way, what are we talking about? A living thing. So both we'll say, so on one hand, on one hand, Shar and Mava are unique, right? They're different than bar, right? They are different than bar and Hever, Right? Why why? Because bar and Hever are both inanimate both inanimate. So the says this follows. So both say, My Kamar, what is the Mishnah saying? I don't know. I'm going to say this is incredible. Lichtov. I'm a base. Lichtov. You were nervous. You were nervous. I got this. So now watch this. So the Gemara says as follows. This is what the Mishnah is saying. Lichtov Rachmana Tarti. So the says, So let the Torah write, so I'm sorry, Let the Torah write two of the items. For example, Shar and Mava. Write those two. Shar and Mava, Right? Shar, right? Remember again is... Karen Shane, Regal, right? So let, let the Torah write Shar, dam is the Shar, and Maveh. Whatever. Whether Mave is Adam or Shane, whichever one it is. Right? So let the Torah write Shar. Let the I'm sorry, let us write Shar Maveh Vitisi idach, And you can learn out the other one. Whether the other one is, let's go with Ash. Let's as see Rashi points out. Right? And you can learn Ash from them. How would you learn it out? So the Marshall the say Vitisi idach Minahu. And ultimately, again, you can learn out the other one from it. Hadar Amar, therefore, what does Gimara say? What does Mishnah say? Chada mitarti lo No, you can't even learn out one from two. In other words, say, so there's a progression in the Mishnah. Originally the Mishnah thought maybe we could learn out each of the categories of damages, one from the other. You can't learn out one from one. Fine, we'll get it back in just a minute, moment. Then the Mishnah says, well, let's go ahead and create two as a paradigm and then learn out the others from those two. Which two? Let's group Shar and Mavet together and then learn out Ish from them. To which the Umar says, that doesn't work. We'll see why it doesn't work in just a moment. Omer Ravah, V'kulu kishadizbor b'naihu asyo v'kulu b'matzad. So I'll we'll say levad me karen. So I'll we'll say. So the truth is, it's not true. Robert says like this: You could create a paradigm as long as you include bar in the paradigm. In the paradigm, you can learn out everything else from one of them plus bar, with the exception of karen. Okay. I'll we'll say. How, how, how does this work? Watch this. Ma, so I'll we'll say actually before we go on, take a look at Rashi. If you took a look, take almost like right Cross. So I'll we'll say if the, if the Torah were to list Bar and any one of the other ones, you could learn out the rest. How so? Bar and will say I had the Torah for example written Bar and Karen, you could have learned out the rest from that. For example, bar is stationary, right? So bar doesn't go on and damage, and yet your chayiv, So shane ultimately again, which does have the derech to go ahead and damage, certainly would be liable. So what's what we suggesting is like this. You could create a paradigm of bar and any other one, and you could learn out the rest from there, with the exception of Karen. Why? Because by keren the the lo mifraf, ma'alakulhu shekeimu adem mitchilasan. Because of us, I again remember. In all the other cases, in all the other cases, namely everything other than Karen, Karen is the only item through which there is a distinction between Tam and Muad. Everything else is considered to be Muad from the beginning, right? Remember again: Bar Yuchai, first-time damages, right? Fire, first-time damages. Adam, if Mave, if is Adam, first-time damages. Ulaman do Amar Ad Karen Adiva Shekavonosal Afilu Karen Nami Asya. So we'll say at the end of the day, in the opinion that holds that Karen is even stronger, why? Because we we'll say certainly Karen is going to be Khayib. Why? Because by Karen Abos we'll say Karen is the one case where there's intent to damage. Intent to damage. <laughs> so we'll say, now watch this. So here's what we have. Just very quickly, outside. Here's what we have. Essentially, the is saying is like this. You don't need to list all four categories of damages. Right? Remember again, Armisha tells us Arba There's <laughs> Shar, okay. Ax, Bar, Pit, Maba. Adam or Shane, have our age. The point where I was over here is, you didn't need to list all four. I could have listed Bar and one other, and I could have learned out the rest of that from there. Now, I we'll say, the fact that the Mishnah lists all four, what does that tell you? What does that tell you? That the Mishnah is trying to make a point. Make, anytime you don't have to say something, but you say it, it's being said ultimately again to make a point. So the Gemara says, "You're right." So I'll say, "So why does why does ultimately again the Torah explicitly articulate every single one of the four primary categories of damages in order to make us to make a point?" What's the point? We'll "You know, we'll stop over here for today. We'll pick up at Mirat Hashem with this Gemara tomorrow. So I'll we'll say, "So tomorrow, it's so actually very interesting." So now we're going to go through each of the four primary categories as listed in our Mishnah. And ultimately again highlight the unique features of each, showing us why each of them needed to be listed. Alright, I will say tremendous. Also there is a the Shiva Minion, the Kent Shiva Minion now is also taking place at six forty five AM. Um, you can see I will learn it for the address right around right around the corner. What's the address? It's the last morning uh, we could probably